Okay, ready? I am ready. Are you going first or am I going first? I'm going to do our intro and then, I don't know, we can decide from there. (laughs) Okay. Hi and welcome to Wild Milk Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Caroline. And I'm Susan. Every Monday we talk about true crime, conspiracies, paranormal phenomena, and everything weird or unexplained. Okay. Oh, okay. You listen to Crime Junkie, right? We all listen to Crime Junkie, uh, right? I, ha- I haven't in a while. I've been listening to her other podcast, Supernatural. I love that one, too. Yeah. Okay, well, so Crime Junkie did an episode a while back about a story. Um, this girl had been talking to a guy she met online, mm-hmm. and they had plans to meet up. And then he, as she's on her way, he texts her to say, hey, I'm running late. When you get there, order two shots of Fireball, and I'll I'll be there and, you know, just running a little bit late. So she goes in. She does the thing. She ends up talking to this guy who's sitting at the bar. Yeah. Who's like, oh, did you get stood up? And she's like, yeah, I get, you know, I guess. He's not here, whatever. And at one point, she gets up to go to the bathroom, and as while she's in the bathroom, a waitress like bursts in the door and is like, you have to know this happened. This has happened before this guy sits there. And then there's a girl with two shots of fireball and he ends up talking to her like something weird's going on. So she ends up getting out of the situation because this waitress is like, something's off. Thank God for the waitress. Right. Then later she tried to call or text the number. No, I think she tried to call the number that she'd been texting the guy with. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it didn't exist. Where the fuck did she meet him where she didn't see a picture of him? Well, I guess he could put up a fake. No, it's not that she thought the guy at the bar was the guy. It's like, there's a team or it's a fake picture. The guy at the bar just is like, Oh, I, you know, he just happens to be there and he just happens to talk to girls who are sitting by themselves with two shots of fireball. Mm-mm. No so way. Then they did an update because after they posted that episode, they got flooded with people saying, first of all, they talked to, they interviewed the bartender and the waitress Yeah. who warned the one girl. And the bartender was like, I just feel bad because I just, He's like, you know, how many times did this happen that either I wasn't here or I just hadn't caught that there was something weird about it? You know, I wish I would have gotten the guy's name. He's like, I didn't. By the time we figured out something was weird, it was too late. But they talked to a bunch of other people who'd had similar situations happen to them. So. Oh, my God. PSA. If you're going to meet somebody that you met online. And they tell you to go ahead of them and order two shots of fireball. You may be in a bad situation. I'm so thankful that I don't have to date online anymore. Ugh. And the stuff that I mean, I mean, realistically, I'm not going to end up leaving somewhere with somebody I just bumped in. You know what? Like, I'm not going to get talked into that. Yeah. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they can't follow you. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. Even if you do everything right, 
it doesn't mean that it can't all be a setup for somebody to follow you from a bar or a restaurant or whatever. That's so scary to think about. So I, so I met Rich in 2010 and we met on eHarmony before dating apps were like a thing. It was like, you had to go to the website and actually pay you for it. We met on old school dating apps. We did. <laughs> um, well, I think we both like joined on one of their free communication weekends. I don't know if you remember if you ever did that, but anyway. I remember seeing the commercials. Um, they spent some money on that situation. What? They spent some money, like, to advertise that. Oh, yeah. And then make it happen. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was. Oh, yeah. So I was going to go. I was, get, you know, going to meet him. I actually had him pick me up at a friend's house, and I didn't t- – I don't think I told him that was a friend's house just because I was, like – paranoid because I never met him before and I mean I'd seen a picture of him and we'd text I don't I don't think we ever talked on the phone um I was just really paranoid I still ended up having sex with him on the first date because it's not unreasonable it's not I mean it's paranoid would just you know be thinking literally that every single person you talk to is probably a serial killer yeah making sure that you cover your bases is not paranoid that's just like the most reasonable thing to do yeah. As crazy as that sounds. Oh, and as much as every time the subject comes up in an online forum, men are shockingly shocked. And I'm like, I don't. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. But they, I think they genuinely, at least some of them who I guess have yet to, you know, encounter this. Yeah. Are just like. Really? Because they don't think about personal safety when walking across a dark parking lot. No. They don't worry about it. I think, I want to say it was Crime Junkie. It might have been another podcast, though, that talked about how sometimes this happens to men, too. Like, they go to meet a woman, and she's like, hey, come back to my place. Let's get it on. I sound like such an old person saying that. Um, And then you know they show up and there's another guy there and you know he gets robbed and beat and god where did I fucking hear that story I mean I've heard I don't know I have heard those stories I have a friend um a male friend who got drugged in downtown Austin and he's still not sure I mean he's pretty he does like um talent promotion like um like booking venues, music oh, okay, yeah. venues and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, he's like, he's not, it's not like he's not used to the bar scene. <laughs> right. He knows, he knows the drill. Um, He thinks that maybe he got a shot that was meant for someone else. Yeah. And because he's like, I don't, he's like, I, like, I realized that something was really wrong, but you know, I, he's like, as far as I know, nobody followed me. I didn't get robbed. You know, I don't know. He's like, I just think maybe, maybe it was meant for somebody else. He's like, which I guess maybe good that I got it. Yeah. I mean, I would think that's probably the best outcome. I hate it for him, but at least he didn't get robbed or anything. What a fucked up world. As much as, I mean, I don't want this to happen to anyone, but hearing a man tell that story and like, (laughs) I mean, he was just shocked. That that could happen. I perspective to be found there. 
I've never had that happen to me, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're women and we're, it's like ingrained in our head from the time we're little, like, don't trust men. <laughs> men are I've evil. Never, I've never been drugged, but I have been followed. Yeah. And that will make, that shit will make you paranoid for a while. Ooh. You start to watch every car behind you. Like you're a fucking mafia queen or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's how you feel when you do it. Cause you're like, what the fuck am I? Why am I like watching like somebody's gonna be following me? Like you're a but you do. Like you like start looking like, do I recognize the cars? Is this the same car? Paranoid. You know something that I'm really paranoid about lately? Well, I guess not lately. I have been for a few years. When I lived in South Carolina, there were a lot of like um road rage incidents, like where people were getting shot. Yeah. And I think I remember vividly because it happened in front of my old apartment. It was just this car cut another car off and the guy sped up beside him and like shot him through his door and killed him. And I'm so paranoid about that because, I mean, I I do have a little bit of road rage and I do get mad at stupid people. And every time I get mad at somebody, you what? I'm a mouthy bitch. (laughs) Me too. Me too. And I I'll. I'll get pissed. I'll flash my lights and I have to like chill the fuck out because I'm scared. I'm going to get shot. <laughs> it's just say, such a crazy thing to worry about. That kind of stuff does like roll through my head when I'm real irritated. I mean, I haven't been in so long cause I haven't been in Austin Yeah. and there's not traffic around here enough to get really irritated. with. <laughs> yeah. But like real irritated in traffic. I'm like, what are the chances somebody around here is going to be the person? Yeah. Oh, God. You just never know. So, like, looking for, like, she probably teaches kindergarten. That's probably fine. <laughs> it's always the men that I worry about. I don't really worry about the women going crazy like that, losing their shit. But um, yeah. I it was last year, and it was raining, and there's this turn that I take on my way home, and it's like a sharp curve. And this guy, I think the speed limit's like 35, and he was going, I mean, he was probably going like 60. And it was wet, and he sped, he spun, and went off to the side of the road. But I saw he was fine. He didn't flip. Like, he was just sitting there, you know? So I just kept driving past. And yeah, he as one fucking, does. He fucking followed me all the way home into my apartment complex. And, like, luckily it's gated, so I have to, like, buzz in. But what the fuck? If he would have, like, kept following me, I just, I well, told him. and then you wonder, like, was that a trap? Yeah. Like, was he irritated that you didn't stop? Or was that whole situation a trap? Like, were you supposed to, like, just stop out there in the middle of nowhere? I thought maybe he was just pissed that I didn't stop to help him. But I was like, I mean, you're fine. <laughs> and I'm a woman. What am I going to do? <laughs> Says the feminist. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. There are times that I'm a woman. What am I going to do? Is, like. Yeah. You know, it's convenient. It has its moments. (laughs) It is. I mean, you know, like sometimes you just don't want to change your own tire. Even though you can. It's just not the preferred situation. (laughs) Did you not know that's why I got married? So Rich would have to take my car to get all the services done. So I wouldn't have to. (laughs) Oh, God, I have heartburn. Okay, I am going to do our intro. 
super mm-hmm. quick and then we can I just really wanted to mention the whole shots of fireball thing because like yeah. That's the thing people need to hear. I kind of figure anybody who's listening probably listens to Crime Junkie, but, you know, just in case. You know, I have heard a lot of people say that they stopped listening to Crime Junkie because of Brit. (laughs) Which I totally get. That's why I don't listen anymore. I feel feel like people think Brit's just an idiot. And in reality, it's just a script. Like, they're just, they're a little more formal. Like, it's just their job. I totally get that, and I respect that, but I can't stand, I can't stand it. It's, I don't love the format, and if I listened, um, I always listen to Crime Junkie while I'm working. Mm. If I was do, if it was something where I was more focused on what I was listening to instead of mostly just kind of hearing the story, it would probably bother me. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I like Supernatural, because, well, it's, it's stories that I, I like better than just only true crime and mm-hmm. it's just her yeah which is awesome it's, and it's really good and it's nice that it's a short it's just a 30 minute oh yeah I listen to it on my way to work every Wednesday I know which one I'm gonna do so I'll go first okay and then you can choose which one you want to do perfect I like it okay so this story we're doing listener stories this week by the way guys we Hi. are that's what we're doing <laughs> listener stories <laughs> I was just going to jump into it. Just jump right in. We're, we're very anxious to tell listener stories. Um, we still have quite a few to go through, too. And we didn't do one last month, so I was like, it's time. It is definitely right. time. So this is from Missy, and she says, I had an experience. My ex-boyfriend worked nights, so it was just me and my great Dane Chester I laid down to go to sleep one night, and my dog was still in the front room. He usually came to bed with me. I'd been in bed maybe 10 minutes when my dog started barking like I had never heard before. It was really scary. Then mid-bark, he just stopped, almost like someone grabbed his snout. I instantly yelled his name. Between where my dog was and my bedroom, there was a long, she put like a lot of O's, (laughs) a long hallway. It's dead quiet and I hear one single footstep. I look toward the door and freeze. A couple seconds later, I see and feel my waterbed sink down like someone just sat on it. First of all, who still has a (laughs) waterbed? I was about to say, we're going to circle back and talk about this (laughs) waterbed. Yeah, okay, pinpoint that. I jumped up and started running. I had to run around the bed and past the spot that I felt. It's so big. Like, the way she's describing it, it makes me think it's almost, like, in the center of the room. Because she's like, I had to... Oh, oh, she was on the... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she had to get up and run past that spot. And as soon as she passed the spot, she says, I got sick as a dog. I puked right there. While I was running, I ran past my dog and told him to come on. We ran to the neighbors. I called my boyfriend, and I stayed the night at my neighbor's. So I told my boyfriend about what happened, and he just laughed at me. We broke up a few months later, completely Probably unrelated. What? Probably a wise choice. Right. I mean. I, I had a horrific experience. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, probably a good guy to break up with. Yeah. It's, she says it's unrelated, but I feel like it's probably a little related. Like Maybe you knew. So fast forward, she saw her boy, her ex-boyfriend six months later at a car show, and he told her that the same thing happened to him a couple months 
after she left and she's like, I haven't talked to him since. And that's Missy's story. And it's short, but it's. There's a lot happening. Yeah. Sorry. Waterbed wise. I never had a waterbed. Did you have a waterbed? I had a waterbed. I always wanted one. I did. I was a child at the exact right time. But did you sleep good on it? Or were you like always moving? I, I mean, when I had a waterbed, I was a kid. Who the hell knows? I mean, kids just sleep. Like you just, there's no, <laughs> so there's true. no science to it. You lay down somewhere, you go to sleep. That's it. It's, that's how yeah. I know I was an adult. Because like, what's the tensile strength of this? <laughs> I that's how I knew I was an adult because like when I was thinking about getting a mattress I went and tried every single one I was like I need it to be pillow top not too soft not too firm <laughs> like the Goldilocks of beds oh look my mother is the princess in the pea a hundred percent is she really particular this woman has been trying now look guys if y'all don't always listen my mother will 100 percent hear this <laughs> so i am not talking behind her back <laughs> this woman has been through so many mattresses and she's just never happy no what does she per- like what does she claim she likes so here's what i think this is my theory because no matter where she goes if she's traveling She's always convinced that the hotel bed is the best bed she's ever slept in. My theory is she just doesn't want to be at home. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's I think she's just like, I just sleep better when I'm traveling. It's not a mattress situation so much as a not at my house situation. (laughs) I will say I agree with her, though. Hotel mattresses are usually really comfy. Maybe it's the bedding. I don't... She look, she bought this woman's like she has outfitted several beds. Oh in, man. She always has the good stuff. Has she tried the bed in the box thing, like Casper? I don't remember. There was one that came in a box. Yeah. But I don't think it was the Casper and I don't think it was the purple. I think it was before that. Mm-hmm. She's had the one that she has now for a while, but she's disliked it the whole time. <laughs> Does she like soft or firm? I don't think she knows. Like, I think oh she's so firm. She kind of like, so my particular mattress requirements. <laughs> Let's talk about our mattress, mattress requirements. I don't know why. I'll tell you mine too. Because water beds, but the mattress has to be like firm, but then the pillow top has to be extra smooshy. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's my, that's my perfect combination. I think that's how mine is. Cause you know, we have two different beds. Yeah. So Rich has a sleep number that he's had for, I think, going on eight years, maybe more. And it was just too uncomfortable for me. So I had this one and it's just like a big lots queen. And it's amazing. It's got like a pillow top that's like this thick. Yeah. see, So good. But I'm also really weird about my sheets. I like jersey knit, like t-shirt I, material. I like the way they feel, but they stretch out too much. Oh, I wash my sheets every week, so. I wash my sheets every week, but, like, after one night, I guess I probably just move around a lot. Maybe that's it, yeah. I stay pretty. I'm, like, a little burrito. I, I think I just roll like an alligator, <laughs> but, like, always in the same direction. <laughs> I flip like a pancake. Somebody should probably do a sleep study on me, but I don't really want to know. Oh, I, so my, God, we're getting soft topic, but it's just what we do. Um. 
my brother's girlfriend texted me the other day and she was like, hey, have you ever gotten or tried the app that like records you while you're sleeping? Did I tell you about this? No, but my, I'm a, oh, hell no, under no circumstance. Me too. She said she did it and she didn't pick up anything. It was just like a bunch of static and like my brother snoring. And I am terrified because I'm convinced. <laughs> I am convinced. I'm going to hear some shit and I, it will ruin sleep for the rest of my life. And I'm a I'm sleeper. I'm a fucking I sleeper. And part of me is like, this app is totally set up. To just fuck with my head and insert some shit that's not even there. But I'll never know it's not there. Yeah. I just can't. No. And Rich talks in his sleep sometimes. Um, It's never, like, coherent. But I feel like it would pick that up and that would freak me out. And I just, I would hear my dogs tip-tapping toes. It, on there's, the- no, there's no good that comes from this. There's yeah. just not. The, I want to. Don't get me wrong. I want to do it, but I will never do it. <laughs> I don't even really want to do it. So um, my mom and I both do a kind of weird thing. Um, I don't, we probably both talk in our sleep sometimes, but the weird thing that we both do is wake up laughing. Oh, that is creepy as shit, Susan. (laughs) Nightmarish. Hysterically laughing. Why? That is creepy. (laughs) My dad, though, this is the best part of this. My dad said it was creepy the first time. But he said the problem is that then he's like, she's laughing so hard. And even though I'm a little freaked out, I can't stop laughing. Oh, he can't stop laughing? Yeah, like her laughing is making him laugh, even though he's like, this is weird. So do you wake up, like, do you wake up happy? Like, do you realize you're laughing? Okay, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I've ever done it without actually waking up. But I don't 100% know that. That's creepy. I mean, it's possible that I do it and I don't wake up. But I've definitely woken myself up laughing. And it's just like, it's like laughing at the funniest thing you've ever heard, but you have no idea what it was. I wake up a lot really suddenly. Like I, like, did you hear that? I'll, like, grab something. I do that a lot to Rich. Like, we don't sleep really next to each other anymore, but I used to, like, grab his chest. Like, I felt like I was being pulled out of my sleep. It's really weird. Everybody has weird sleep Dolting. shit. Everybody, that is so true. Every single person has weird sleeping. That's why I'm like, I don't need to hear what no. happens while I'm asleep. These are, this is the last thing that I need to develop some sort of a complex around. Yeah. No. Uh, no, thank you. Um. No. Okay, so that was Missy. I believe that was her name. Let me just double check real quick. Was that Missy? That was that Missy. Missy, yeah. Okay, who are you going to do? I'm going to read Kyle. He's just right above that. Okay. So he says this is something that has always tripped him out. We hear you, Kyle. We mm-hmm. were we were there for the 90s. And Kyle, by the way, thank you for listening to our podcast because we're like 75% women. <laughs> Like on our That's statistics. So Kyle, thank you. It's nice of you to be here. We love Hopefully you. You're still here and you'll hear this. I hope. So he, Kyle says, when I was in seventh grade, there was a shooting. For some reason, the morning that it happened, I woke up in tears and was screaming and begging not to go to school because my heart was telling me not to. My mom thought it was just nerves. It was the first day back from fall break, but I knew it was something more. 
my bus was late to the stop that day. And because it was late, I wasn't where the kid pulled out the gun. All of my friends were right there. I still don't know how I knew or why the bus was late, but something wasn't right that day. And I just knew it for some reason. Oh, short, but sweet. Yeah. Short, but like juicy. So strong feeling that like, yeah, no, something is very wrong. Have you ever had a feeling like that before? Um, I get that feeling about, about people. I get that feeling about people. For sure, which um, I've never really got confirmed because I just stay the hell away from those people. Um, yeah, one more time. I said I've never really had that feeling 100% confirmed because I just pretty much stay away from those people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a time that I had like a really specific like something's going to be wrong with this very specific situation. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had that foreboding feeling, though. Like, something's off. Yeah. Yeah, I am definitely, like, a pessimist, I guess, when it comes to certain things. But I've always proven myself right. I can't think of, like, a certain situation. But, I mean, like, going underground. No. Yeah. That one time I didn't want to. Like, a week later, there was an earthquake and they collapsed. So, I feel like that maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, all of the things that you just, that your body's like, tells you not to do, mm-hmm. it's because it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. why roller coasters are fun. Because your body's like, coasters. this is dumb. This is a bad idea. Let's not do it. I hate roller coasters. I love roller coasters. I just go for the, um, for the food. I mean, there's something to be said for that. That was a really short one. Okay, so I'm going to do this one. I, I believe their name is Dilva, D-I-L-V-A. I don't know if it's a girl or a boy, so I'm just going to say them. And they say, okay, so my bedroom is attached to my dad's room. It was my old nursery. When I was around 18 or 19, I didn't smoke weed at the time, so I wasn't inebriate, inebriated in any way. My dad listened to the radio every night to go to bed, and so that was the only sound going on. My bedroom door was cracked maybe two inches. I'm laying there in bed when all of a sudden all sound goes away, and this bright white light starts shining through my bedroom door from my dad's room. There was no escalation of it. It was just there instantly, bright as fuck. (laughs) Dad's radio wasn't playing or anything there was no sound at first I thought maybe he'd gotten up to go to the bathroom but then quickly remembered that our bathroom light shined slightly green and you couldn't turn the light on without the fan there was no sound like I said and this light was white not green I remained aware the whole time there were no time gaps or unawareness at all I just sat there on my bed staring at the light shining through my cracked door for maybe around four minutes Then just as instantly as it was there, it was gone, and my dad's radio was playing once again, and I heard him snoring like nothing even happened. I didn't get up to go look. I was so freaked out. I didn't sleep that night. The only other person I've told this to is my boyfriend, but it still haunts me to this day. And she's 32 in February, she said. That's creepy. That would be a really scary experience. 
that would be terrifying. And to me, that just, you know, you hear like all these alien stories about how there's this all of a sudden this bright white light and you're right. abducted. But she said there was no time. Like she was aware the whole time. Yeah. Still creepy. Unexplained. Well, I love the unexplained. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, there might be something that could explain it, but it's. Well, it, yeah, possibly. But so her dad stopped snoring or she didn't hear her dad well, snoring. Was some sound that prevented her from hearing if it sounded like nothing. Yeah. Like if something drowns everything out, but it's white noise and you're like half asleep. I could see that. But what would cause that? I cannot think of a single thing that would cause I feel like, the, I mean, the only thing I can immediately think of is like a helicopter. But that's such an identifiable noise. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you could hear, I don't, I mean, that could drown out the other sounds. But I feel like you would recognize what it was. Yeah. That's, um... You know, as much as I say, oh, go ahead. That would definitely freak me out. Yeah. As much as I say I want to be abducted by aliens, (laughs) I feel like if the time were to come where I was abducted by aliens, I would shit myself. Um, Aliens, let's just be real clear that that was Caroline. (laughs) I have no desire to be abducted. Uh, Thank you very much. (laughs) I still kind of do a little bit. (laughs) Just a little. Okay. You choose another one. I. I don't okay. know. I don't know how many we're going to do. Uh, let's see. Okay, so this one's from Ivy. Oh, I was going to read that when you do it. Okay. She says, so this one time I was chilling with my friend's little sister who was five and was in kindergarten. And she was reenacting her teacher's routine for the morning. My friend walked in and asked what we were up to. And I said, oh, she's playing teacher. And the little girl got kind of mad at me and was like, How did you know that? And I just laughed and was like, oh, well, I was in kindergarten too once. So she just looked down and started writing something on a piece of paper, kind of angrily, like I had found her out. I thought it was cute and tried to get her to perk up and and just asked, so Alexis, do you like school? And she held up the piece of paper she had started writing on before I asked her that question. And it just said, no ivy and i was kind of mind blown and didn't know what to say and just looked at her and she was honestly giving me a creepy kind of smile like she knew what she did and how much it would freak me out Mm. that's weird i'm gonna say it again kids are the weirdest pets (laughs) fuck them kids (laughs) um you guys i don't know what you're doing they're very strange they say weird shit (laughs) They really do. I actually noticed today Jack was staring, the little boy that I nanny, was like staring at the ceiling, following something. And immediately I was like, no, we're going to go outside. No, we're going, get get out. (laughs) Because I strongly believe that animals and kids, like especially young kids like him, he's two, they can sense things. Or and or see things that we cannot see. Oh yeah, Ozzy spent an entire afternoon watching the ceiling in the living room the other day. I was oh. like, hmm. Ozzy's the, the kitten, by the way. If you guys yeah. see that, I'm like, thank thanks a lot, bro. Did you- oh my gosh, I can't believe I. Fr- <laughs> I'm sorry, I just cut you off. 
Um, today my boss was talking to me because his, both of his parents, uh, passed away in the house that they live in, um, like back in 2009. And I, he was talking to me about how his dad smoked inside, but only for like the six months before he died. And he said, you know, we repainted everything and took the carpet out and clean whatever carpet was left over and you can't smell it in any other place except for his old office. And he was like, sometimes I'll just get this whiff of cigarette smoke. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if you believe in ghosts. And he's like, yeah, I totally think that it's my dad, like, hanging out with me in my office. And he's like, I'll say, hey, dad. It's just how sweet is that? And it reminded me of, like, what you have to deal with at your house. The, yeah, the cigarette no, I smoke. that. Um, and I love that it's in that one place. Yeah. But I wonder, so here's my question though. Does it just like appear and disappear or yeah. does the office always smell? No, he said it appears and like reappears. Oh, cool. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really cool. But you know, that's not the first like time I've experienced or I didn't really experience that. I've never smelt it. But when Jack was an infant, I was like watching his baby monitor and he was sitting in his crib and he was like, following something and then I look and it was like an orb that flew down and he like went over to the side of his crib and like looked down and I mean of course (laughs) I wanted to be like oh my god there's something in his room it's evil but I was like it's probably his grandma I mean it's probably his because he never got to meet her I mean you just never know and me being me I'm like it was probably just a bug it probably was just a bug (laughs) Although since then I've not I've never seen anything else on the baby this monitor. Is those, this is why those groups hate me because they <laughs> post these things and they're like, look, and I'm like, no, nah, it's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a bug. <laughs> okay, so this is from Kyra. Although I feel like maybe I've read this one. Okay, I'm gonna read hers. So this is Kyra. No, that one's highlighted. We've already read that. No, I just highlighted it. Oh, you just highlighted it. Okay, sorry. I was trying to find it while you were trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, I did blue this time. Um, oh, crap. I was, I was trying to see if that first part was important, but I don't think it is. Okay, so she says, first and probably most memorable, one day we were sitting in my mom's room. My mom worked swing shift, so she was gone from about 5 p.m. to 4 a.m. We were home alone a lot. Anyway, we were chilling in her room because I absolutely refused to sleep in my room since the day I moved in, which was about a year or two prior. I just had a very, uh, very uneasy vibes in there. I was sitting on the floor, my back against the bed, looking towards the bathroom while I was on my laptop. My brother was on the shorter side of the bed on the floor watching TV, and my best friend was on the other side playing on her phone the bedroom door was open and had a dog gate up and closed to so the dogs couldn't come in all the lights were off in the house and where the bedroom door is looks into the living room and kitchen she's like give me the layout of her fucking house man (laughs) she's saying that it's i'm like it's way too dark at my house right now (laughs) are you getting the chills i totally was like there aren't really any lights on except for this one. Oh no. <laughs> um, 
Um, so we were hanging out for about an hour or so, and all of a sudden, a knife got thrown at me from the bedroom door. Um, it took off. Okay, I don't know what that means. It took off my number three key and swooped up into the wall about four foot above my head. I'm not sure what that means, a number three key. I feel like I'm missing an important detail there. Yeah, me too. But she doesn't. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. I got up and started screaming at my brother. Uh, Yo, what the fuck? You could have fucking killed me. That shit's not funny. He got up from where he was and says, what are you talking about, dude? I explained what happened and everyone like froze. I brushed it off like, okay, well, he's a liar. But a few hours later, the main closet door was open and it's a walk in to the Oh my god, I don't, these the layout is what's confusing me. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. <laughs> Everyone's still in their same spots they were before and I see the closet light turn on and all of the hangers started doing an aggressive wave for about 5 minutes straight. I felt like something bad was going to happen. My eyes instantly watered like how you get when you feel like you're in um, imminent danger. Everyone freaked the hell out. My best friend went home. My brother took off, so I was home alone. Wow, that's fucked up. (laughs) Kyra, get a new friend. Get a new friend and, you know, like, do something horrible to your brother. Oh, my God. Oh, she says I still hate them for that. Oh, well, okay. Legit. I stood outside and cried across the street, sitting on the curb, because I was going to be, it was going to be a few hours until my mom got home. A cop who patrolled the trailer park every night pulls up on me and says, hey, is everything okay? I say all hyperventilating and ugly crying. Well, sir, do you believe in spirits? (laughs) He says, like, spiritual spirits? And before he could say ghost, I screamed, ghost! He looked at me, obviously knew I was a minor, and told me to go back inside. I cried as I went back in. I don't know what happened after I went back in, because I probably passed out and took a nap from all the fear and exhaustion from crying. That is a wild ride, Kyra. There was a lot, a lot happening there. I think it really confused me how she was trying to explain the layout, like, while she was telling the story. The problem is probably my brain, but I just keep stacking these things on top of yeah. <laughs> But still, the moral of that story is get better friends. Get better friends. And also, like, what the hell? How are you going to tell a scared kid, just go back in the house? <laughs> oh, I missed this part. So she says the next day she told her mom and her mom believed her. Well, that's nice. Yeah, and since that day... um. She said, ever since that day, I believe there's something in the shadows. No doubt. All right. A wild ride with a dramatic ending. I like it. Yeah. So Paul's story is, so my grandparents owned a house in Marshall, Indiana. It was part of the Underground Railroad. And when I was about 11, my grandfather had a heart attack in the living room. And there were all sorts of things that transpired in the house over the number of years I visited and ultimately lived in the house after inheriting the property. Paul, we need to talk about run-on sentences. There was a lot happening in that one sentence. Wait, was Paul up towards the top of the 
document or down towards the no, bottom? No, just right above Kyra. Okay. Okay, keep going. Okay, so to sum up the sentence... There was a house on the Underground Railroad. The grandfather had a heart attack in the living room, but there were also a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. He says, one time my siblings and I were all hanging out in the living room on the first floor, awaiting the school bus one morning when we could hear heavy boots walking up the stairs and down the hall. Being the upstairs hallway ran over the living room, we could all hear it. I know that this is true because my stepmother... Sorry. <laughs> this is such an... I, I know what you're laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't ready. My stepmother, who hates me, <laughs> will admit that she heard the steps. Sorry. This is why I read. Before you had to throw that in there. <laughs> because if something makes me laugh, it's just going to derail the whole situation. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so stepmother admits this, will vouch for Paul, even though apparently she hates him. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You have to stop laughing, or I can't stop laughing. You need to read these from now on. (laughs) I told you. I read them, and I said I can tell you this is true, because my stepmother, who hates me, Oh, I didn't realize it was that kind of story. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you can also hear the the door to the eastbound bedroom. What do you mean? Very specific. I don't know directions. I mean, I could, I guess, but I mean, I'm not, yeah, anyway. The door to the eastbound bedroom opens and closes. After they checked out the upstairs, the door was found to be locked from the inside. And when they finally jimmied the door open, the room was a disaster. Oh, yikes. Again, there's, this is, this is fairly short, but there was a lot happening. I feel really bad. I want to know why she hates him. I, I really feel like he buried the lead in this story. It seems like there's a whole other story that yeah. possibly we needed the back. We might have needed the backstory, Paul. I think that's the biggest thing, Paul. If you're listening, please um, hit us up with a backstory. We don't have to share it. We just want to know. We just need to know why your stepmother hates you. Like, is it a Cinderella situation or? Have you ever stayed at a? I just had this like, random thought. Have you ever stayed at a house like an Airbnb or just a friend's house and had an immediate like weird or bad vibe about it? Oh, boy, do I have a story for you. Okay, I have one, too, so you go first. No, no, you go first. Okay. So my parents are from this crazy small town in Illinois called Hoopston, which is like, I don't know, like a thousand people, maybe more, maybe less. Um, and we went there two summers ago, and my mom got an Airbnb, which I'm surprised this little-ass town had an Airbnb, but it was this old house. I mean, like, friggin' ancient and immediately as soon as we pulled up I like looked at my husband and I was like please tell me this is not the fucking house that we have to stay in for a week because it was just creepy it was so creepy and I just got this immediate bad vibe and of course my parents (laughs) 
thought they were doing us a really big favor by giving us like the master bedroom upstairs. But there was no bathroom in the bedroom. You had to like walk down the creepy ass hallway. There was like four, three doors on each side and the hallway is like all the way at the end. And I'm a middle of the night peer. Like I can't help it. I pee in the middle of the night. Our podcast listeners know so many things about it. (laughs) And so I was dreading that. Dreading it. And I told Rich, I said, I'm not going to be able to sleep because there's something about this this bedroom in particular just gives me the weirdest vibes. And I still get, like, goosebumps. And nothing happened, but I just felt like something was off in that room, particularly, like, the closet, which was just stuffed full of, like, storage stuff. But I just all night like because I like I said I couldn't sleep I just focused on the closet and I don't know if it was just me being obsessive but the whole house was weird and my brother just slept in his room willy-nilly like it was no big deal like I'm the only one who picked up on these bad vibes but your brother also dated a possibly possessed girl so and he now has like sleep par- uh, paralysis because of it so yeah he's he's a, he's done <laughs> He he just his he doesn't count. It doesn't. Sorry, it just. Oh, and then my dad fell down the stairs. Well, that's no good. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's just a weird situation. But tell me yours. So, this was I was a kid. This is the this is pre Airbnb. This is when it was just B and B. There was no air. Mostly because internet wasn't a hundred. I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um. So like. I don't know, probably like 1991-ish. My God, that's when I was born. I know. I was going to say, it's like probably before you were... I started to say it was before you were born, and I was like, eh, it's probably about the same time. Yeah. Because I was... I think I was 11, maybe 12. My mom... No, never mind. My mom's worse. I have no good memory for timelines. Time means nothing to me. Yeah, no. Um, My mom just sometimes has no memory for details at all. But this is a story she can tell you almost word for word. So it wasn't like, like I said, like bed and breakfast back when bed and breakfast were like a lot of times attached to the owner's house, like not exactly the same as most Airbnbs. So it was in Fredericksburg, which is hill country in Texas. Um, Now it's just full of wineries. At the time, there wasn't so much of that. It was just kind of this laid back little um, German town in Texas. So um, we're driving out to where we're supposed to, you know, like our, and nothing's open late there. Like after dinner, that's it. Everything closes. There's nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. So it's already, it's already dark and we're driving out to this bed and breakfast where we're staying. And the, Owners of the house had said they weren't going to be home, but, you know, they left instructions where the key was, whatever. I can't remember all the details, but so first of all, it's out in the middle of nowhere. So then we turn onto this long dirt driveway and me, 11, maybe 12 in the back seat. I'm like, great. And no one knows where we are. Oh, God. (laughs) So... So, 91, y'all, there are no cell phones. Nope. At all. That's not even a thing. (laughs) So, we're driving down this long, like, dirt driveway to this house in the middle of nowhere. 
And as we're about halfway down the driveway, there's a light on in the house. Okay. Maybe they leave a light on. Maybe they really are home. Whatever. Yeah. But then as we get closer to the house, the light goes off. No. No. See, and right there, me now, I would be like, not happening. Did your parents see it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're laughing. We're we're all laughing about it. Nobody knows where we are. <laughs> this light goes off. Oh my god. So we go in and there's like, I think I can't remember if there was a I don't think there was a separate entrance. I think you had to like go into their front door, but then there was another door that went into like the the rented area that also yeah. locked, like you know, like two front doors almost. So we go in and the house is quiet and dark as though no one's there, but there's like a car there and somebody turned the light off. So that's a little weird. And at this point we're pressing on and I've completely freaked my mom out because my mom is way more easily freaked out than I am. (laughs) (laughs) So we have two rooms. So, you know, we hang out, do whatever, go to bed, turn off the lights. There's like two bedrooms and a bathroom in the middle, like a Jack and Jill kind of thing. You had to sleep alone. Well, (laughs) I would have. But after we go to bed and I was fine, I didn't I mean, I was it was weird, but it was like. Yeah, it wasn't so weird that I was just like totally freaked. It was just weird. So we go to we go to bed in separate bedrooms and I go to sleep. My dad goes to sleep and my mom cannot go to sleep and then she starts hearing footsteps oh no walking back and forth not she at first she thought it was it sounded like it was outside the doorway and then she was like couldn't decide if she thought it was inside the hallway between the bedrooms so she gets up and comes to get in bed with me because she makes this decision which is I can go protect Susan and if Don's as long as I can hear him snoring, I know he hasn't been axe murdered. Oh shit. I, I think I also made an axe murderer joke. Oh my god. So not only is she hearing footsteps, but in her head, I have planted the image of an axe murderer. And you're like eleven ish? Yeah, eleven, twelve, something yeah. like that. She may just, she may say I was older. I really can't remember. I mean, I remember I know it was like Pre, I mean, we didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. So it was and in the 90s. I, I don't, I want to think I wasn't in high school yet. So like somewhere 11, 12, 13, something like that. Yeah. So I, me with my dark sense of humor has now planted this in <laughs> So not only, it's not just footsteps, but it's an axe murderer's footsteps. So she ends up like staying awake the whole night, totally freaked. She said she never got more than, like, 15 minutes of sleep at a time. Oh, my God. But now we have to get up the next morning and have breakfast with these people because that's what bed and breakfast was. That's so weird. So weird. And these people were perfectly nice. But as we're leaving, after all of this, after we've eaten the most delicious strawberries and cream I have ever had to this day... Just go ahead. <laughs> like as she mentioned, I mentioned the bisque. You have to watch Seinfeld for that to be funny. But 
we leave and I look, I'm like, that woman had dead eyes. And my mom was like, that is the best description of that situation. So she was like really sweet, but had dead eyes. Yes. That's terrifying. And I can picture this woman's face to this day. Have you ever looked up to see like whatever happened? No, you know, at the time, I mean, again, this is like early to mid nineties. So your in your like immediate instinct isn't just hit Google. Like, yeah. We hadn't developed that yet. Yeah, that's true. I would still be like thinking about that now though. I, you know, I couldn't even tell you where it was. I mean, yeah. I know it was Fredericksburg, but like, it was just weird. And her, I mean, she had like the most normal face and they were, I mean, they were, I don't remember. I know that there were, it was a married couple mm-hmm. and I know that the husband was there. I have no memory of him, but her like, just like completely normal face. And then these eyes that just looked like there was nothing there. Fuck. So fucking creepy. Like maybe she was the one pacing. Ooh, I got chills. I, I mean, it was just like. But yet we sat there and ate breakfast like that shit might not be poisoned. Well, you're alive. So. I mean, obviously it wasn't. But like, in retrospect, it's like, I just spent an entire night awake because I thought someone might axe murder me. Past the strawberries. Oh my God. That's so fucking creepy. <sighs> so weird. And I mean, just like I said, I partially feel responsible because I have planted this like. Yeah. The seed of creep. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, it was kind of a weird situation. And we know, so, I I mean, it's not really that important because obviously they were home, but it was weird that they said they weren't going to be home. And then for a while it was like, well, maybe it was a light on a timer or something like that. But we never heard another car get there and that they were there in the morning. And there were no cars when we left that hadn't been there the night before. It's just weird. Did they have, like, kids? No, they were... I want to say they were older. Not... I mean, they they were older than my parents. Yeah. So, probably retired. Yeah. Or maybe at least, at least grown kids, if they had any kids. There were no kids in the house. Mm-mm. I mean, like I said, now... Having watched way too many murder mm-hmm. documentaries. Oh my god, yeah. Light goes off. Mm-mm. No. Okay. First of all, I'm not staying in an Airbnb that I have to go through the owner's house to get to my rental in the middle of nowhere. No way. Whenever I try and search for an Airbnb, I always do like entire house. Yes. I never do like because I've heard horror stories about like people finding cameras or people like um waking up in the middle of the night and there's like somebody there what the fuck yeah you need to you need to we'll talk we should do like a whole episode on airbnb horror stories because they're creepy should oh should we i think we should again someday is this really i think we should because i think people need to be aware like if you're like you need to be you do definitely need to be aware and you know like probably don't be the first person to stay somewhere And I think, like, even for hotel rooms, we need to talk about, like, things to be aware of, like, the two-way mirror situation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do a whole episode on creepy Airbnbs and how to be safe. So you don't want to travel until the pandemic's over episode. 
There you go. <laughs> um, so I listen, you know what you know what time it is? It is time for Caroline to become a pumpkin, ladies and gentlemen. It is. So Rich was out of town last night. He we oh we closed on our house. Woo-hoo. Oh good. Yay, congratulations. Thank you. It's very exciting. Um, but I sleep like shit when he's gone because my dog is very attached to him and she paced all night long. So I feel like every hour I was up. So I'm extra tired today. Well, we have to let you sleep so you can chase the toddler tomorrow. God, it's almost Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Okay. I'm so glad we got to talk. I missed you. I know. Me too. Um, Oh yeah. Let me do our little outro real quick. (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much for the continued support please find and follow us at wild and woke pod on instagram and twitter we have a facebook page at facebook.com slash wild podcast if you're looking for bonus content early episode releases and free merch find us on patreon at patreon.com slash wild podcast if you have any weird creepy or wow i can't believe this happened moments please reach out because we want to share them You can send them to wildmilkpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, all stories start somewhere. Be wild, stay woke, and question everything.